Welcome on in, everyone, to a special edition of, uh, I guess we're calling this the uh, MAC Tournament Special, Shane, on the BG Falcon Media Podcast Network. Uh, we're doing one of these every single night after uh, each round of the MAC Tournament, and uh, it'd be a real bummer if uh, one of our teams or both teams uh, didn't make it to the championship. So um, I'm hoping that we can do this you know, through Saturday. That would be uh, ideal. But uh, let's just break down the first night. You know, that's what we just did. I mean, you weren't in Cleveland. I was there. I had to pull a day trip. You don't got to brag, uh, Chase. You don't have to brag. I'm not bragging. It's, you know, it's a real pain in the rear to try to go to Cleveland and back. I mean, I I had a really tough morning this morning. I had to to wake up, roll out of bed, you know, go brush my teeth and then turn on the TV. That was my, that's how I got to to Cleveland. So I guess. We were talking about this. Yeah. You had the really tough morning. You had to get up and (laughs) go from your bed to the TV. Yes. Or probably your laptop. I, I, I don't even think that you went to your TV. No, I went to my TV. I'm not. Come on, Chase. So we we watched that game between the women. It's the quarterfinals. They're taking on Eastern Michigan. They're down 10 at the half. And, you know, to put it short, they just come out in the second half like a bat out of hell mm. and play one of their best halves in, uh, you know, the season. And they're advancing now to the semifinals. You know, they're taking on Buffalo, who beat Kent State earlier today. Um, you know, what do you make of that? You know, what's your immediate reaction? I think it like the 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 biggest thing I thought was, you know, you, you said they came out like a bat out of hell. They they played one of the best uh, games in the second half. You know, that's some of the best basketball we've seen from them in, the, in that second half. And they did it without virtually without Lexi Fleming. I mean, she went out. Um, middle of the fourth quarter, uh, or middle of the third quarter, excuse me, and the five, they didn't miss a beat. I mean, it wasn't like you know she was out. Oh no, you know momentum's gone. Like they they kept charging forward because once she went out, the, the momentum was already, you know, going in Bowling Green's favor. Uh, and that's my biggest takeaway is the fact. And you hear Robin Fralick say, and a lot of times it's just like coach talk, like oh we're gonna you know, we lost our, our leading scorer, but, you know, now it's got to be next person up and, you know, next, next person up. But for, for and, and for most teams, that's a lot of times a load of crap when you lose your leading scorer like that. For like, for example, if, if men's basketball lost, um, lost Justin Turner, Michael Huger would be saying the same thing. He'd be saying, you know, it's next man up. Other people have got to step up. We have a really, you know, balanced team. You know, other guys can score. When really, reality, that would crush the, 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 the men's basketball team if, if they lost Justin Turner. Um, with, with this team, it, it, that's not really the case. They, they lost Lexi Fleming, who, yes, is their best player. But w- when Robin Vralik says that this team is able to step up and and do, uh, you know, you know, when it's next person up, that's not just coach speak. It is coach speak, but it's it's truthful coach speak because it's this team is just so deep. There's so many different aspects of this team. It's a very well coached team. We saw that in the second half. Uh, the, by the way they came out and the game plan they had, because their game plan in the first half was different than what they did in the second half, that they were not doing the same thing. And that's coaching. Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of that speaks to, 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 the, to just how good of a team this is. I mean, this is a really, really good team. It's not one p- player. Lexi Fleming is really good, but they have a lot of other players. And like I said, I, I, I was talking to some, some people, you know, in, in the organization, uh, earlier about it like I don't like I think with even if Lexi Fleming doesn't come back and I, I hope to God that she does come back uh, because you know the, the team's better with her obviously 
But even without her, I think this team can still win the MAC tournament uh, without Lexi Fleming. That, that's my biggest takeaway. It's just how well they played without her. Yeah, I agree with pretty much everything you said. I mean, it, it was really kind of frightening to see her get injured like that. You know, the way she was holding her shoulder and they, they got her off the court like pretty quickly. Um, I thought, well, man, this could either be, you know, really serious and, and, you know, it could hurt BG, but, you know, ultimately it really doesn't, you know, to your point, like it, it doesn't matter that Lexi Fleming is out, you know, they just kept on, you know, granted it's the eight seed, you know, it's Eastern Michigan. It's not, you know, Buffalo, it's not OU. It's not one of those teams that traditionally we think of as, you know, being a, a real threat, but uh, you know, that's the great thing about this team is, is I I'm so glad you brought up the men's basketball thing you know, they rely on Justin Turner and they have for the last three, you know, even four years. And if he doesn't put up 20, then, you know, the men's team isn't really winning, mm -hmm. you know, with, with BG, the women, they're so good defensively. I mean, I, I was watching that first half and the fact that they were able, like they were down, you know, 10 at one point, but I'm watching the game and it's like, you know what, they're just shooting really awful, but they're actually playing better than Eastern right now. Like, I know there's some people watching that thinking, man, they're playing really awful. They're really not. Like, they were playing a better game in that first half, and then it finally worked out for them in the second half. Shots were starting to fall that, you know, people finally saw, okay, yeah, you know what, VG is the better team. And, you know, for those – for the better part of the Buffalo game and for the first half of that Eastern game, they were playing their worst basketball of the year. You know, I don't know what it is about this women's team is that the last couple of games they haven't played – particularly well from the jump. And I don't know what that is, um, but they're going to have to get that figured out. I, I don't think they'll have that same issue considering they started that uh, trend against Buffalo last week. I think Freilich's going to have them playing a lot more urgently, just the way that the games are that, you know, they're playing all these games back to back, you know, assuming that they advance, uh, you know, Friday, but um, I think they're going to play with a lot more sense of urgency Um yeah, it, it just and another thing, they seem to move really well offensively. You know, like you said, without Fleming, uh, mm -hmm. they can pass the ball around. It all seems to, you know, the scoring is all evenly distributed. I looked at the stat sheet and it was like, you know, 15 for, you know, Hemfling and 14 for Kenzie Lewis and, you know, 13 for Alyssa Brett. And uh, Kenzie Lewis and Brett both had, you know, a double double, you know, four steals. It's like all these stats keep getting piled around and it's not even anything that I think Freilich is deliberately doing I think she just emphasizes passing so much that it just organically comes from that and I actually asked Kenzie about that I was like well you know how does that happen that you have you know three players combined for you know 45 of your team's 65 points or whatever they finish with and she's like yeah that just sort of organically happens like it's not like they're looking at the you know scoreboard and seeing like oh you know how can we you know kind of pass it around Doing that with regards to, you know, how are people, you know, going to look in the sheets, just, you know, let's get the best look for somebody. Yeah, they, uh, it's, I, I agree. And, and I think the, the thing I saw too in that game was Kenzie, Kenzie Lewis, who stepped up huge in that game. Uh, obviously she had 14 points. She, she was getting to the free throw line, which is a, a which was a, emphasis for this this Bowling Green team to do there in the uh, in the in the second half because they weren't shooting the ball well uh, in the first half they wanted to get to the free throw line that, that was the emphasis that was the emphasis uh, from, from the team Kenzie Lewis really filled that role that Lexi Fleming plays I mean she handled the ball um, she, she attacked the, the the lane which is something that you you commonly see 
Lexi Fleming do more than the others uh, per se. I mean, you have your Madison Parker. She's pr- primarily a shooter. Katie Hempling this season has really become more of an outside shooter than she has been uh, a driver. And that's saying something because she, uh, because she, because uh, she is uh, very good at because because in years past we've seen her uh, really drive the lane um, hard and 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 really honestly just do do everything well. Uh, Katie Fleming has kind of been that unicorn, and this season you can kind of tell that she has been able to fit into a, a more of a role. She's a shooter. She can put the ball on the floor, yes, but she's become more of a three point shooter this season, and I think that's because of what Lexi Fleming what. Kenzie Lewis, what even Nyla Hampton, those three freshmen do for this team, uh, they they bring that physicality that she brought oftentimes last year, and she doesn't have to have that all the time. And I think it's just the magic of this team. There's so many players that can do so many different things, and that's what makes this team so hard to beat. And and the best part is, you know, we're we're gonna have that for um you know for for years to come. So it, you know you, you love uh, to see Bowling Green succeeding. And what they've been doing this season, and what they did, what they did in that game, that that second half of this game was indicative of what they've done all season. All right, so now let's get on to the the next game, Chase uh, against Buffalo, and and you mentioned that that's going to be a really tough game, um, a tougher game because you mentioned that you know obviously Buffalo's at the top echelon of this conference, especially in women's basketball, uh, and. What what do you what what are you looking for? I mean, Bowling Green's lost to uh, Buffalo twice this season uh, already. They just lost to them this past Saturday. Uh, what are you looking for from Bowling Green to change to kind of get back and finally get over the hump and beat a, a really good Buffalo team? Well, let's set the stage a little bit more. So earlier in the months or in the season, uh, we were having conversations with other people in the media, and we talked to one guy who said that. You know, even though BG is winning all these games and they're in first place right now, they're only like the third or fourth best team in the MAC. And you and I were kind of doubting that, especially after the way that they had played against the teams that he had mentioned as being better. Um, Buffalo was in there. We get to the end of the season and they play easily their worst start to any game of the season, you know, conference or non-conference. They end up getting back into it in the fourth quarter. They have a terrific defensive uh, second half. It's similar to the game they had uh, today against Eastern. They take the lead for a little bit, goes back to being a tie, goes to overtime, and you know was a shot or two away from uh, winning that Buffalo game, despite having one of their worst starts in the season. So, and a lot of people will say, well, you know what? That's because they had nothing to play for. BG had nothing to play for. Buffalo was a team on the road. You know, there was nothing they could really do at that point. So that was a disengaged Buffalo. Engaged Buffalo. They're going to play with a lot of urgency because they want to win a MAC title too. And so you're going to get the best shot that Buffalo has. And, you know, therefore Buffalo is going to win big. So I I, I don't know. I, I, I think I agree with you. This Buffalo team is very good. And, you know, what kind of team we're going to get, you know, Friday from Buffalo. Um, Certainly a very good, urgent Buffalo team. Um, the question is, if Lexi Fleming is not there, uh, how are we going to be able to, uh, you know, play without that? You know, the second half is any indication, you know, we, we can play fairly well. Yeah, and the thing about, you know, this this Buffalo team, uh, you know, they are, I, in my opinion, I think 
I thought I was a little shocked that they, they fell all the way down to the four seed. You know, I'm not following Buffalo and, and what happened. And it's the reason why they got, you know, down that far. But you know, from what I've seen them from them, when I've watched them against Bowling Green, and I know it's partly because, you know, Buffalo's beat them twice, but I think Buffalo, if you're going to put Bowling Green at the top, at the top of the league, uh, I think Buffalo is the second best team. I think it's just a, a, a kind of a bad draw for, 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 for Bowling Green if they got them here in the semifinal uh, and the fact that, you know, Buffalo fell to the, the four seed and a, a lot of these teams uh, at the top are, they're all good. And, you know, Ohio, as you mentioned, uh, you know, Kent State, who, who lost to Buffalo, who came back in that game. They almost, you know, won that game. Uh, they came back late. Uh, Kent State did. They're, they're one of the better teams. And then Central Michigan as well. They won today. You know, the, the, that's a, the, they are, the, you know, the top national of the conference. But I think Buffalo, in my opinion, is the best team that Bowling Green's played this year. And like I said, it has, probably has a lot to do with the fact that they lost uh, both games. But it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I mean, they're, this, this Buffalo team is a – a very high scoring team. Uh, they, they, they're very physical, which is something that obviously is going to clash with Bowling Green because as we all know, Bowling Green is very physical as well. And the, the biggest part for, for the Falcons is going to is going to be, can they quiet uh, Deja Fair? Uh, Deja Fair is the, is the, uh, their catalyst that she's their, she's their best player. Um, and you know, 30 points um, tonight. Yeah, the, the good thing about the, the this Bowling Green team is that they have multiple people that can defend her. You know, Nyla Hampton, Kenzie Lewis, uh, if Lexi Plumbing's on the floor, they can all defend her and I think do it well. That's just the identity of this team. If you're looking at one thing to describe this team, it's defense and physicality, and that's what they have to bring to beat a, a team like Buffalo, and I think they have the potential to bring it. And like I said, even if – Lexi Fleming is not on the floor against that Buffalo team. That's the other benefit. It's not like Lexi Fleming is the only player that can guard her. You know, uh, Nyla Hampton and Nyla Hampton was the only, I mean, you could probably say Nyla Hampton is the best defender. She was the only one named to the, uh, and all defensive team for, from the team. Uh, and Kenzie Lewis is very capable of uh, defending as well. Katie Heffling is a good defender. So it'll be an interesting matchup. It'll, it's it's kind of like how the men are going in to tomorrow where, you know, you understand that, that Fair, she's going to score. I mean, she's she's just a scorer. She's the best scorer in the MAC on the women's side. And it's the same way the men are going into this game against Akron uh, with, with Lauren Christian Jackson. You, you know that Lauren Christian Jackson is going to score. You just can't let anyone – you can't let somebody else go off for 20. You know, you can't let two people go off for 20 points. You, you have to – they're going to get their points. You have to make sure that you don't let anyone else beat you. And that's going to be the key uh, for this Bowling Green team going against Buffalo uh, on Friday, Friday morning. Well, I, I'm glad you brought that up. And just to kind of wrap up the Buffalo talk, you know, the characteristic, I think, uh, among you know some games in the season is that Buffalo will play, you know, disengaged. You know, they play, you know, with not a lot of urgency uh, and, you know, a single digit win tonight, uh, you know, Buffalo's. It, it, it seems to suggest that, you know, this team is not invincible and, you know, BG could very well kind of spring Buffalo by surprise and, and jump out early and potentially maybe get a win. You know, it'll be hard, you know, if you don't have the prowess of Lexi Fleming, that's, you know, one fewer person that you have to game plan for if you're Buffalo. Um, but it, it's, 
certainly possible. You know, I wouldn't close the door on anything. You know, there's a reason that they're the fourth seed. You know, the, these, this team loses games to mm-hmm. teams that aren't as good as BG. So, you know, it's certainly possible. Um, let's shift to the men's side because they play tomorrow. Uh, you kind of hinted at that. What, what are you kind of looking at in that matchup? I, I'm, I'm certain you've looked at it a lot more than me. A lot of what I mentioned there with uh, Fair for Buffalo, and I, I, I use Lauren Christian, Lauren Christian Jackson as an example. I believe, but personally, I think, yes, Marion Jackson won the, the player of the year in, in, the, in the MAC this season. I personally think Lauren Christian Jackson is the best player in the MAC. Um, I mean, you watch that guy play, he can just, he, he, he is just such, so pivotal to that Akron offense. Much like much like Marion Jackson and Justin Turner are to their respective teams. But I, I think that Laura Christian Jackson is the best scorer in the league. And I think that puts him ahead of he's a better scorer than than Laura than than Turner and, and Marion Jackson. I think he's a better and I think he's probably a better facilitator than both those guys as well. I think he's just the most complete player uh, as a guard, guard wise. Obviously he can't post somebody post anybody up, but I think he's he's the most complete player in the Mac. Uh, and He's just a really tough player to go against. Bowling Green's beat them uh, once this season. They beat them a couple of weeks right at the end of uh, a couple of weeks ago, right at the end of February. And if you look at the statistics on that game, uh, Lauren Christian Jackson, I believe, had twenty nine or twenty eight. It was high twenties, and nobody else had more than ten. I think the next highest scorer was eight. And like I said, with the Buffalo, I mean, that's going to be the key. Lauren Christian Jackson's going to score. He's averaging 22 points a game. I mean, it's going to be hard to keep him under 20. And especially in a big game like this, his usage rate is going to be really high. They're going to lean on him, especially if it's, if it's close at the end. He's going to get you those points. You have to make sure, uh, if you're Bowling Green, that you're not getting – you're not letting anyone else on that team, you know, score, you know, 16, 17, 18 points and really – do you win? Cause that's, cause that, that's, what's going to kill you is if somebody else beats you, because you know that Lauren Christian Jackson is going to be really good. You cannot let somebody else on that team beat you. You, you have, you know, if it's, if, if, if Akron's going to win the game, Lauren Christian Jackson is going to have to score 40 points because the, 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 the yeah, no one else on this team is going to be able to do anything against us. That's the mentality. I think that Bowling Green needs to have coming into this game. I think that's part of what the mentality they have when they play Akron. I think the first time they played Akron, they did a pretty good job on Lauren Christian Jackson. I can't remember who it was, but somebody from Akron had a, had a pretty good game too, and that ended up being their downfall. Also, the fact that they they lost, they, they only scored fifty seven points, which is their lowest scoring output of the whole season in that first game against Akron. And then the second game, uh, it was very similar defensively. Uh, like I said, Lauren Christian Jackson had a lot of points, but no one else did, but Bowling Green played much better on offense in that game. So I think that's the, that's what I'm looking for in this game is uh, you just, one, you can't let, you you can't let Lauren Jackson go too crazy. Obviously you got to slow him down a little bit, but the biggest thing is just preventing those other guys from from getting getting baskets. And offensively, I think they'll be fine. I think you get a lot of players. You have a lot of, well, I think that, well, Daquan Plowden and Justin Turner have been here. I guess we didn't have a MAC tournament last year, so some of these guys really haven't been in this position. A, a lot of these guys actually, right? Like Trey Diggs hasn't been in this position. Yeah, hasn't been in this position. Like so Josiah Fulcher, Caden Matheny, like these guys haven't played in a MAC tournament. Yeah, they before. haven't played in a MAC tournament. I was thinking Trey Diggs would have, but then I, you know, they didn't play. He didn't play. And they didn't play last year. So, uh, I mean, you're gonna have to lead on on Turner and Plowden for that leadership to carry you through. But I think they'll be fine offensively as they have been all season. I think. 
unless by a catastrophe, they're going to put up points. It's just it's, – it's been the theme of Bowling Green all season. If they play defense, they're going to have a really good chance. If they play good defense, they're going to have a really good chance of winning because it's hard to stop uh, their offense with Justin Turner uh, uh, leading the charge. I was going to ask you, what do you think is the bigger issue, you know, getting shots to fall or playing defense? You know, I think the answer is kind of obvious, but it's just worth asking because I think too often we've seen guys go up the court and they kind of defer to Turner and that jump shot doesn't always fall. And, you know, it's been a pretty reliable one, but I think too often this season, it just hasn't fallen the way that it usually does. I don't have the stats to back that up, but it just feels like it's not going down like it used to. And it just feels like there's not quite that spark. I don't know what that is. Yeah, his field goal percentage, I believe, is down a little bit, uh, but uh, his usage his usage is up. And I think you've seen like right. a couple of players go, uh, you know, have kind of some breakout games. Caden Matheny, uh, I can't remember. He had like twenty nine. I can't remember who it was against. Uh, right, Caden has had like some good games where he'll yeah. just decide, oh, I'm going to put up thirty tonight. Like, yeah, and they and really they've been at the crazy. end of the season here. I think you're starting to see. Uh, some more guys being able to chip in a little bit uh, other than Justin Turner at the end of the season. So that's why I, I think Josiah Fulcher has come along really nicely. Katie Matheny has come along really nicely. I think they're starting to get some more scoring options. Uh, but I mean, you said it. I mean, it, Justin Turner, like you said, it, ha- it doesn't seem like the shots have been falling. He's still been really good. No one's disputing that. I mean, he was, he was first team right. all Mac. Unfortunately, he never won player of the year, which is just, crazy to me but I, I he, he's never gonna win I mean, that there was always game. someone better you know that's mm-hmm. the thing you know Loren Christian Jackson had a great year last year Marion Jackson was I don't think a lot of people are really arguing that I mean terrific first team guys um and the thing is yeah. too Turner never got his team in the last two years you've seen it Loren Christian Jackson won it Akron was the regular season Mac champion Marion Jackson wins it this year and I, I get that's probably why they gave it to Marion Jackson over Lauren Christian Jackson just because Toledo won the regular regular season. Bowling Green's never done that. They were the two seed last year, uh, uh, two years ago, or yeah, two years ago when they went to the championship in the MAC tournament. I don't remember what the, I believe they're like the four, the three or the four seed. Uh, but th- that's that's really the thing that's from holding back. If 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 Turner if the if Bowling Green would have won a regular season championship, I think Turner more than likely gets it. Uh, gets the 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 Mac, the, the Mac player of the year, but he, they, they just haven't been able to, to put together a full season like that. Uh, every year you see they go on these really good stretches and then they go on a bad stretch and it ends up killing them. And this year it's been more enhanced than others, uh, obviously falling to number six instead of last year they were only number two. Uh, but I think you've seen that. And I think that's part of the reason why he's never won it. But I think in a setting like this, you're going to need some guys to step up, but really it's going to, it's going to fall a lot on Justin Turner. It is. And it's unfortunate to say that, but I think it's going to fall a lot on Justin Turner and what he can do. Uh, and, and he's been here before. So I think, I, like I said, I don't think it's you, you, that first question you asked, obviously I think it's the defense that they got to worry more about because I think shots are going to fall. I think they have enough experience. Uh, if they get into a bad stretch, I think Justin Turner can carry him through it. He's been here enough. So uh, yeah, I think the biggest worry is is, is is defending. I mean, that's that's been the, the theme this whole season for, for them. We have a mutual friend. He was telling me, you know, you take away Justin Turner, this is the worst roster in the MAC. That's definitely a stretch. Um, yes. You know, when you consider the contributions that Daquan Plowden, and I, I just think it's worth saying, you know, even though I think it's ridiculous, 
Um, you know, it's a it's an interesting talking point. It's definitely not a great roster. I'll I'll give him that. No, um, it, it is, but I, but I, let me argue this. I mean, Daquan, it's totally discounting the contributions that Plowden and Diggs bring, which are great. I mean, yes. you have a all Mac guy in Plowden. You have a uh, best bench player in the Mac. You know, according to you know the most recent poll. Yeah, according to them you know Trey Diggs is terrific and you have the late emergence of Josiah Fulcher and Caden Matheny you know as as long as those guys are stepping up and taking away the attention of the defense and you know it's more divided it doesn't live and die on Turner and when you're not living and dying on Turner I mean I feel much better about that team than I do about the one that just defects to Turner whose usage rate is you know whatever it is it's, it's up this year and, you know, last year, you know, you used to be able to defer to, okay, you know, we could throw it into Taylor Matos inside or, oh, we can go out to, you know, Dylan Fry on the wing. He's going to shoot a three. It really like, you know, forced you to, you know, be honest on defense and you had to really game plan for a lot of guys. And I feel like really, you know, as long as we shut down Justin Turner, we're good. And you yeah. know, we've seen that, you know, we've seen a bunch of games where Turner gets five or six points. It feels like, you know, it'll come on late and score a bunch of points, but at that time, you know, it's too late, but, you know, really, we've seen a lot of like single digit games from Turner, which is incredible to me because he's doing this at the same year that he's setting the school record for most points in a career. It's yeah, and he's still and he's still second. That. He's still second in the MAC in scoring too, in points per game. Yeah, it's just crazy. It it doesn't seem like I I I agree with you. I don't feel like this has been his best year. I think probably maybe even two years ago was his best year that he's that he had maybe you can argue last year too he was injured for a i would say last year. year yeah i think the, the mac play that i think was his best year but i think for for us that have seen him in the last two years he's still really really good i just he's just not as good as he's he's a little bit of a step down of, of what we've seen in previous years and uh, i think that's kind of indicative of what this team is i mean they're a little bit of a step down of what we've seen in previous years, last year, I remember when we were before, obviously it got canceled. You know, I mean, everyone, we, we, we all thought that Bowling Green had a legitimate shot of winning the Mac title. And I think they do this year too, but I feel, I feel it's more of a stretch to say that this year than it was, would have been uh, last year. And like I said, a part of that is, is the way Dustin Turner's playing. And I think you hit on, you, you said, uh, you know, Caden Matheny, Josiah Fulcher, Daquan Plowden, uh, and, and, and Trey Diggs, I mean, that's and, – and, and, and you, you had Justin Turner in there. That's that's five players. That's a really good, like, that's five a really good guys five. right there. But the problem with that – the problem is this team doesn't have a lot of depth. They just don't have a lot of depth coming off the bench. Um, obviously, they have Trey Diggs coming off the bench, uh, right? But they and don't – I think the thing that people aren't talking about, Shane, that, that should be talked about at least for a little bit is the fact that you lose Dav Ziggler. You know, to academic yeah, that, that was uh, a huge know, eligibility. Yeah. You know, he wasn't getting in a ton in the games that he played this season. But I think when you have a guy who, you know, stepped in after Dylan Fry left and yeah. had a great game against UT, you know, on mm-hmm. the road at Savage last year, you know, that's a guy who's not afraid to step up in big moments. You know, it, it could play some defense, you know, could score. Um, you know, that is a piece that I, I think that's a guy who understands Huger's system and unfortunately can't be a part of it. Um, you know, I, I think that hurts people more than, uh, you know, we're willing to discuss. I think the biggest role that they're missing this year is the role that Michael Laster really played 
last season for this right, team. Like that on-ball defender, that the guy, on-ball who, defender, just that guy who just defense. came in off the bench and just gave you a ton of energy. Dre Diggs is kind of that, but it's it's different. I mean, he he's just a really great volume shooter, and he can get you some scoring off the bench. But it's it's a different energy when he comes in the game. It's hard to explain. When Michael Lasher came in the game, it, it, it was almost like the energy picked up uh, on the team. Um, and you could, you could, you could, you could almost let Turner sit a little bit, uh, because the team ran really well with him, you know, running the offense. Uh, and they don't really have that guy this year. Caden Matheny, he's a freshman. That's the problem is a lot of times we're having Caden Matheny run a lot of this offense, but they don't really have a guy that can come off the bench and, and run. I think they can run the offense, um, like, like Michael Laster could last year. And I think that's really the biggest thing that they've missed this season as opposed to, as opposed to last year. All right. That's about 30 minutes. Shane, anything else you want to add? No, I think that was a, that was a great discussion. I'm, 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 I'm excited to, to, to keep watching that. And, hey, and you mentioned, you know, at the beginning, you know, you, it would, it would suck if we don't get to, you know, get, if we don't get someone all the way to, um, Saturday, but we at least got some on the Friday. Uh, that's that's a that's a for sure. So we at least get three days. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Tomorrow, the men taking on uh, Akron. That's going to be a, a huge game for them. We'll see how they do. And women taking on Buffalo Friday. Let's see which one of them makes it to Saturday. Hopefully both of them, but, you know, we'll see. That would be uh, awesome. Thank you guys that for listening. Be awesome. This has been a production of the BG Falcon Media Podcast Network, and we hope you guys tune in tomorrow for another special Mac tournament edition. Thank you guys for listening.